Windy Mindy. Once upon a time, there was a little girl who was known as Windy Mindy. Way back when she was a baby, Mindy discovered she had the most awful talent for breaking wind. Bubble bombs, therps, toilet tunes, put-puts, underburps, trouser toots, blurts, bench warmers, little Tommy squeakers, honkers, bottom yodels, call them what you will, Mindy would delight in letting them rip. The little girl was so good at trumping, she could compete in it for her country. If there was an international competition that awarded medals for particularly loud or smelly trumps, which at the time of recording this audiobook, there sadly is not. Mindy's wind took on many different shapes and sizes. The little girl could do silent ones, loud ones, deafening ones, long ones, short ones, ones that went rap tat tat like a machine gun, and even explosive ones. Mindy's was a talent that appalled everyone, unfortunate enough to be near her. But the little girl was full of mischief and absolutely loved the chaos her wind caused. There would be stampedes in supermarkets, charges in churches, and pandemonium in patisseries. People would often be trampled underfoot as they tried to escape the smell. Mindy would deliberately fill herself up with food she knew would make her bottom burp. She would devour all of the following in gigantic quantities. Baked beans, prune juice, dried figs, porridge, brown sauce, sherbet, turnips, mushy peas, sweet corn, curried eggs, fizzy pop, beetroot, cabbage, lentil soup, radishes, cauliflower cheese, bananas which have turned black, raw onions, Brussels sprouts, and stuffing. At school, the teachers would often send Mindy out of lessons for her outbursts. Mindy would claim it was an accident, but the truth was she did it on purpose, every single time. Either the noise would be so disruptive or the smell so overpowering that the classroom had to be evacuated. Then off Mindy would be sent to the headmistress's office, where she would be given a stern ticking off. Mindy, I'm extremely disappointed in you, announced the headmistress on the particular morning that our story begins. The lady kept the door of her office open as a precaution, just in case the little girl let another one go. Sorry, headmistress, said Mindy with a smirk. This is the twelfth time this week a teacher has sent you to my office, and it's only Tuesday. I said sorry. Sorry isn't good enough. Today, Miss Prism had to send you out of her maths lesson for making a noise like thunder. Yesterday, your poor history teacher, Miss Ping, actually fainted in the classroom at the Pong and had to be taken to the sick bay. I think Ping did the Pong suggested Mindy with another smirk. 
It's Miss Ping, and for your information, in the twenty years she has worked at this school, I have never known the fragrant Miss Ping to make a pong. Now what do you have to say for yourself? An evil thought shot across the girl's mind. <coughs> Came a sound. There was a short delay as the pong-tastic aroma floated across the room. Finally, the dark and dirty smell snaked its way up the headmistress's nostrils. The lady hastily covered her mouth and nose with her handkerchief. You wicked child, she shouted, as Windy Mindy stifled a giggle. Get out, get out of my office at once. She shooed the little girl out of the room as quickly as she could. Shoo, shoo, shoo! As Mindy took each step towards the door, she blew a little bottom bubble in the direction of the lady. One more sound out of you and you will be expelled. Do you hear me? Expelled! bellowed the headmistress and slammed her office door shut. Bang! Mindy stood alone in the corridor once more, feeling rather pleased with herself. She skipped off, tooting all the way. Not wishing to return to her maths lesson, Mindy looked for an empty classroom to hide in until break time. She slipped into the music room. An array of instruments stood ready to be plucked, played, or blown into. Unsurprisingly, Mindy was drawn to the wind instruments. The saxophone, the trumpet, the trombone, the tuba all stood glistening on their stands. The biggest of them all was the tuba, and Mindy walked slowly towards it, as if in a trance. The little girl had no musical ability she knew of, and when she tried to blow into the instrument, a pathetic rumbling sound came out. But, just as she was about to give up, Mindy had a mischievous thought. She held the end of the tuba behind her behind, blowing wind from her bottom towards the tuba as hard as she could. A long, low note came from the tuba. Pleasantly surprised at the sound, Mindy tried again. Three higher notes this time, in quick succession. The girl was beginning to get a feel for the instrument now. Soon Mindy started putting the notes together in something resembling a tune. It wasn't a classical masterpiece. Rather, it had the feel of freeform jazz about it. Delighted at this discovery, Mindy began to whirl round the room with her tuba at her behind. The sound the girl was making by now was nothing short of wondrous. Outside the classroom, the elderly music teacher, Mr Tinkle, was passing by. The music stopped him in his tracks. In all his years of teaching, he had never heard a pupil play so superbly. It brought tears to his eyes. 
When Mr. Tinkle opened the door to the music room, so did the smell. At first, the music teacher was horrified at what he saw. One of his beloved instruments being powered by a windy child's bottom. He was about to shout at Mindy to stop, but the sheer beauty of the music made him pause. As the music soared, so did his heart. This young girl was a musical prodigy. She could become one of the all-time greats, playing huge sell-out concerts all over the world. As for Mr. Tinkle, he would be remembered as the humble teacher who discovered a musical superstar. Mindy, he exclaimed, you are a genius. It's just my bottom burping, sir, replied the little girl. I know, but please keep those beautiful bottom burps coming. The sound they make is magnificent. If you say so, sir. That night, the music teacher rushed over to Windy Mindy's house to talk to her long-suffering parents about his master plan. They were delighted that their daughter's dubious gift could at last be put to good use, and even more delighted that it would get her out of the house. Now they wouldn't have to sit watching television with pegs on their noses. The next morning at school, Mr. Tinkle presented the girl with a very special present, a shiny new tuba. Now, Mindy, began Mr. Tinkle, I need you to practice. Practice, practice until your bum goes numb. Yes, sir. I have booked the greatest music venue in the world to launch your glittering career. The Royal Albert Hall. <coughs> Went the girl's bottom. Was that on purpose? Asked the music teacher. No, sir. Just nerves. So enthused was Mr. Tinkle about his protégé's talents that he set about inviting the greatest composers and conductors from all over the world to her concert debut. He even invited royalty, the Duke and Duchess of somewhere or other. Meanwhile, Mindy did just as Mr. Tinkle said. Every night after school, she spent hours in the music room practicing on her tuba. There was so much toxic gas in the room that the paint peeled off the walls, much to the delight of the little girl. And her big night was fast approaching. Finally, the day came. Windy Mindy was to make her world debut at the Royal Albert Hall. The sign outside read, Tonight, at the Royal Albert Hall, Mr. Tinkle presents a musical prodigy, Mindy on Wind. In Mindy's vast dressing room backstage, there were some last-minute preparations. The little girl was delighted to devour as many of her special windy foods as she possibly could. Porridge, beans, mushy peas, cauliflower cheese, eggs, dried figs, lentil soup, stuffing, cabbage and prune juice were all mixed together in a giant vat before she poured them down her throat. <laughs> to ensure that she would have enough wind for the performance, she topped it off with a huge bottle of fizzy pop. Now Mindy's tummy was bubbling with air. 
Isn't it great? I think I'm going to explode, sir, she said. I will have enough wind to play for hours, she added, before excitedly clambering onto a trampoline. As soon as she started bouncing up and down, she began counting. 300, 299, 298. A tiny Tommy squeaker escaped from Mindy's bottom with every jump. Boing, boing, boing. After bouncing for over an hour, the food and drink in the girl's tummy had been mixed together nicely, or horribly, depending on how you look at it. Meanwhile, all of the distinguished guests had been seated in the auditorium. Even the Duke and Duchess of somewhere or other had come, he in a velvet dinner suit, she in a ball gown, with a diamond tiara atop her head. The lights dimmed and a spotlight shone on Mr. Tinkle as he shuffled onto the huge stage of the Royal Albert Hall. Your Royal Highness, my lords, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this very special evening. Tonight, I am going to introduce you to my musical discovery, a girl who just one month ago had never played a note of music in her life. There was a gasp from the audience. They could hardly believe their ears. Please, please, called Mr. Tinkle, over murmurs that were growing louder by the moment. You will not be disappointed. This young girl is one of the greatest free-form jazz tuba players of our age. No, of all time. The audience broke into wild applause. Mr. Tinkle smiled and bowed his head before continuing. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Windy. Mindy! The audience shook their heads in disbelief as the little girl strolled onto the stage. Surely there was some mistake. The child was far too small to be a great tuba player. Mindy smiled and bowed to the audience. As she did, a little pop-pop pop-popped out of her bottom. Mr. Tinkle looked on nervously from the side of the stage. Fortunately, as it was downstage... No one seemed to hear, though one of the backstage workers did faint. Next, Mindy turned round and placed the tuba behind her bottom, ready to blow her wind towards it. <gasps> the audience were scandalised. They had never seen anything so rude, and in the Royal Albert Hall indeed, which is not just a big hall, but is actually royal. For a moment, it seemed like a riot might break out. Mindy looked across to Mr. Tinkle, who gestured frantically for the girl to begin. So she did. Immediately, sweet music filled the hall. The audience were shocked into silence. The sound Windy Mindy made was beautiful beyond words. After just a few notes, she had everyone entranced. They were all in the palm of her bottom. This was a moment in music history that the world would never forget. Mr. Tinkle was sure of it. However, after all that gassy food and fizzy pop, plus, of course, all that bouncing up and down on a trampoline, Mindy's wind was particularly fierce. 
The smell was so appalling, it actually burned the nostrils when it went up the nose. Needless to say, dear listener, this is the point in the story where things began to go horribly wrong. Suddenly, the music teacher noticed that one by one, the rows of audience members were withering like dead flowers. First, the front row with the Duke and Duchess in it, then the second, then the third. The stink was hitting them like a tidal wave. As Mindy played on, she forced more and more gas out of her bottom. In no time at all, the entire audience had passed out. Mr. Tinkle rushed onto the stage to make Mindy stop, but the wall of smell floored him in an instant, and he fell off the stage and plunged into a piano in the orchestra pit. Suddenly, Mindy realised that as much as she wanted to, she just couldn't stop blowing off. Up until today, she had always enjoyed being able to deliver her trumps to order, but now her bottom was buzzing way out of control, and her bubbly tummy was expanding at an alarming rate. Nothing could hold the gas back. Her bottom was about to go nuclear. There was an eerie silence for a few seconds before... Mindy shot so much air out of her behind so unbelievably fast that she actually took off like a rocket. Whoosh! The gas propelled her and her tuba up, up, up into the air, and she smashed through the domed roof of the Royal Albert Hall. Crash! Mindy zoomed up through the starlit sky at lightning speed, heading straight for outer space. Up there on an international space station, the astronauts on board reported hearing some rather impressive freeform jazz. Thinking it might be alien life attempting to make contact, they put on their spacesuits and rushed outside, only to find themselves gazing open-mouthed in shock at a little girl hurtling past with a tuba behind her behind and a look of terrible panic on her face. That was the very last sighting of Windy Mindy. So what is the moral of this tale? I hear you ask. It's that there is absolutely nothing funny about breaking wind, which is why I would never tell you a story about it. <laughs>